this is Taylor. Just wanted to give a content warning up front here. Uh, we mentioned suicide and harassment and uh, complicated figures like uh, Michael Jackson. A listener discretion is advised. Let's do a let's do a little COVID check in. Like, uh, you know, how are you holding up? I mean, this is week three, four. What is it for you? It. it I don't. I guess four or so. I do have interesting news, and this is um, okay. an interest. I mean, just because the, there's a lot of uh, the interesting phenomenon that that goes on, at least in my immediate environment, is that I have a parent who is a first responder. Right. So, uh, and of course, they bring in their own baggage and uh, story and uh, issues with all of this, right? And anxiety with um, go uh, to to home. And uh, I mean, understandably, uh, totally. But I think uh, this has swelled up to the point, at least for that. Uh, parent for uh specifically uh who's a nurse mm-hmm. that they want to retire early because they don't okay. feel like they're being uh, they don't they don't so the uh case in point they don't feel like they're uh getting enough protection from the, the hospital oh. immediate hospital they're working in this is a hospital in new jersey that is of course taking a lot yeah. of trickle in from um the, all the cases that are happening in jersey who were namely just getting it because they work in new york that's Probably right. right. And so they want to retire early. And that has, uh, as the breadwinner, or at least, you know, as one of the folks that's, you know, generating income for the family, it's, uh, it has all these ripples of ripple effects, right? To, um, do an early retirement is to suddenly have fixed income and then perhaps changes in lifestyle and, uh, setting goals and budgeting like what we were doing a few weeks back. And so I think what's interesting, and, and then also I think that my place in uh, or rather my contributions living at my parents changes right or rather am i expected to make more of a contribution so i uh, that, i mean that's the most immediate impact for me of course I, and also emotionally i'm not having to worry about them whenever they go to work right because they're no longer going to work and but then there's also all these issues about like well then when all this is over this uh this parent wants to like mom wants to pivot and do like part-time work at a clinic or something like that or a school and i'm like well then i mean that that's a whole sort of new uh cat to skin right you got to put out a resume and like interview and like you haven't done that for 30 some years right but so success creates um um some more more problems than it solves but i think it's uh it's an exciting and certainly new and definitely dramatic right i mean it's a completely rational decision to make right if you don't feel like but there's also the case that my conceptualization of a first responder is a little bit clouded and muddied now because isn't the point that you're supposed to be out there and totally selfless, but then there's a limit, I think, to that selflessness, too. Well, I, I think there's the, the first big thing that you said that, like, set my brain off was, like, she doesn't feel like she's there. They don't feel like they're getting the right attention, yeah. right? Or just, like, right protect, protection. Protection. Protection, which protection is right. like because you know, yeah i mean yeah right if there if there were more resources if there were if there was more equipment 
it'd probably yeah. be a different story. If there were, if there was without a shadow of a doubt, right? So I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, well, that just seems like. I don't know. That seems like the easiest problem to solve in a country full of resources. You know, I I don't know. That really that peeves me off, man. Like, there's people willing to do the work, but the there isn't enough protection for them to do the work. Is like, yeah, yeah. And I should also I don't know, just get the protection. Also add that, like, I mean, like maybe if my mom didn't have pre-existing conditions, or like if they're, and if it just weren't so dire too, right? Like, I think uh, a very. Uh, realistic or one of the things that are that's being you know sort of coming into play is burnout right and that's that's really yeah. real for medical professionals right there's just not enough people totally. and all of their energies right physical mental and emotional is being expended to the nth degree so i get it yeah i feel it complicated about it but i it's it, it is it is it's still like i get it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, it totally right. makes sense. Right. I wouldn't want right. to do that either. Yeah, yeah. and actually the other day, uh, watching something in the news, um, and uh, as if to underscore my mom's decision-making was so-and-so, like there was a nurse, it was uh, highlighted on the news, uh, there was a nurse that had to take care of somebody, but uh, I think they weren't going to give her a mask, or they weren't for gloves, or something like that, and instead she just quit. Yeah. Right? And you, like, you understand uh, yeah. that, and you also, like, you can both understand that, but then also understand, like, what a missed opportunity. But here's the thing, is that for every person, like, it's not abandonment in the sense that they're just going to get somebody else to fill that, too, right? Or, right? Or somebody else is just going to have a- to shoulder that work. Like, I, I uh... I mean, it's a system abandoning abandoning people. It's not... Like, it is not any one person's responsibility to, to totally care for at the risk of their own health for anybody else. Absolutely. Like, that seems right? like, baseline logic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we say that, like, these folks are heroes who are ch- actively choosing this. But, like, is this really the right time to be a hero? To either, right? Uh, I mean, I would say that they're heroes regardless, but you shouldn't force people into martyrdom. You know what Abs- I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't know. There seems to be a big jump, I think. Being a hero doesn't mean that you have to literally sacrifice your life and your health. Yeah. 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 So, um, it's, that's, that's a very, that's been a very interesting development, uh, in my family. And I'm sure that obviously this is, this is not the only case of this and it has all the, you know, it has these effects. Um, but yeah, I mean, you kind of have to stick out for yourself and I think there is, there is not. Yeah, you can't go into this totally blind thinking. I mean, this is what we thought about it four weeks ago was that it was just going to last for two weeks and it'd be fine, right? It's But it's not like swine flu. It's not like Ebola. So that's that. That's where I am in COVID space. Otherwise, I'm feeling healthy. I'm getting seasonal allergies. That is why I'm getting a tickle in my throat and some, snuff- and some stuffiness. <laughs> and I know the difference between allergies and a... Yep fever or flu-like symptoms that uh, knock me out respiratorily. And I am, I mean, like everything else, like I have good days or rather good hours and bad hours. And uh, the perks or the things that I'm grateful for today is that there is sun out and I'm seeing my sister who I haven't seen in several weeks, 
who will have to reset their isolation clock after me, so they're ta- they're actively sacrificing that for me. I understand that. Um, is that is that my sister groaning? That's my sister groaning. Um, and and the birds are singing in the background. Are they? And it's spring. Yes, I can hear them. Well, they sure are. And it's uh, <laughs> it's seven nineteen p.m. in Pittsburgh, PA. And yeah, it is a very nice spring uh, evening where the sun hasn't even, or rather, it is setting. And I just had a shit ton of Mexican food, and I'm not even finished with it yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I'm feeling so pl- I'm feeling okay. Okay, I think that's about the best you can be feeling. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. you, Taylor? What about you? I mean. I'm all right. Like, in terms of COVID, like, honestly, I'm one of the luckiest people on the earth, right? (laughs) Like, I live in a country that I won't say... Yeah, I mean, okay, I don't want to say anything. I'm not a medical professional, not an epidemiologist, but looking at the numbers that I'm getting, the curve is flattened here. Uh, The the rate of infection has been going down while we've been testing more and while we've received cruise ships full of uh, people carrying the virus. So... Something I think is working and it might just be, you know, that it's the summertime and it's mm-hmm. sunny and mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm trying to be positive. I see uh, a lot of positives and obviously I'm not under lockdown or anything so I can still go outside and I have a job and for now and yeah, things, I mean, yeah, as far as things could go, I'm, I'm on a pretty bright side. Yeah, and yeah. life is going on for you. Life may not have yeah. really even stopped, right? So in some way, yeah, I'm like 80% the same. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I'm also in that in that wheelhouse too. Mm. Um, I'm I think I'm gonna come out of this relatively, like compared to other folks, right, who don't have that amount of privilege and resources yeah. and really safety nets. I'm gonna come out of this like unscathed or rather performatively scathed. Like I'll just be like, oh, all the trauma that we have to go through and all this stuff. And I'm like, and some of it is legitimate, right? Like, I mean, this is happening, yeah. right? This is happening totally. in my family. And so yeah. I'm going to have to make adjustments and I have very different viewpoints and uh, things going on. But yeah, I mean, we're still pulling out this podcast and this is, it's both the undercurrent of our conversations, but it's also not... Like there's, we were doing this before the crisis. We're gonna be yeah. doing this after it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, or if uh, to use one of those old colloquial phrases, if the good Lord willing and the crick don't rise. Uh, <laughs> I worked with a lot of old. Where old, are you from? <laughs> <laughs> everywhere and nowhere. Um, yes. I, yeah. yeah. So um, in the interim between this record, uh, this recording, or rather last recording and this recording, we played, uh, we did one of those virtual games with uh, two of our friends, uh, or two of our yeah. former roommates, and uh, I mean, we don't have to use this as a, you know, a space to debrief on that, but did you like that experience? I love that. I thought... I thought that was wonderful, and like having somebody, having Claire organize it, and she's like a wonderful host in real life, and just so to see that translate into a virtual space was cool, and to like, I don't know, just be able to see you guys and like play a game in a structured space that didn't have reality surrounding it, like it was a wonderful, wonderful break. Absolutely, and I think such a respite from all that's going on, and yet it, it really did, sure we had some technical snafus in the lead up to that, but when it clicked, it clicked, and then a game, and it, it really just, 
like of that kind of moment in time where it was like, okay, I can actually escape and forget about all that was going on. And I had a lot of fun and I was trying to, what was that one game? Was it push the button? And I'm trying to convince everybody that (laughs) I'm not the alien or I'm not, don't, don't evict me from the spaceship. And I was like, oh, this is so much fun. Uh, yeah. Or feeling, yeah. or feeling superior to like Quiplash because I can come up with a really dirty and fucked up phrase <laughs> in thirty seconds time. Um, and I'm not saying this just because I, you know of how fun it was to play, but I think really how fun it was to spend that time with with you and and, and our and our extended friends. So um, I really liked it. I think it's, and I'm glad that we didn't have to. We weren't proactively involved in it. Like it was just like somebody else did it, and we, just we were guests. Participants. Oh, I love yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean to like, I don't mean to make light of any current situation, but it's certainly like we wouldn't have done this if we were not all in self isolation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like lucky to have friends who feel like uh, they want to do this, and I'd love to do this again. And I think we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, um, I just it, it was the I liked that I was being a kid again right it kind of brought yeah. back, and I think that's the thing is that feeling like a kid again gives is, is at least engendering a sense of safety right like it's not only that I'm yeah. with my friends but like we're doing something fun and um, it wasn't something as simple as like cards or whatever um, right unless we sure. do do something with cards and we're all just betting money and then but I'd rather not, because I'm really stressed out about money, and we just talked about budgeting. <laughs> so Well, it's not the game, I think, yeah, like you said, it's not the game that provides the safe space, it's really the interaction with the people, you know? So, like, totally. even if we were playing card games, we were playing poker with fake money, like, the game isn't the beneficial part. It's the, it's all the people, and, like, having, feeling like you have those people supporting you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's totally, yeah. It's true high class adult escapism. Well, that sounds really sexual. <laughs> but but yeah. True high class adult escapes escapism. Ashleymadison.com. Uh, <laughs> um, that's so that's so weird because I so closely associate Ashley Madison now with like Technical security flaws. Like, yes, it's... absolutely. And just folk, like, everyone's professional careers completely damaged. Right? Yeah. Um, which is, I'm sure, yeah, very bad for its business model, very bad for its clientele. And also, I mean, it's... Let's take all the, like, moral stuff aside from that. Like, then, now, now you have all of these people's... <laughs> No, but now, it, I mean, at the end of the day, you have people's lives that are fundamentally ruined, and you've broken yeah. that professional contract of, like, you're, yeah, it's ha- you're having an affair, and now it's all out there, right? And so, yeah, fundamentally, how do you recover from something like that? Nobody would use your service if this was going to happen. Like, this is, like, the it's baseline tough, right? That's... of what Ashley Madison is. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's the whole moral, like, how do you, there's the moral aspect of cheating, but then there's like, you're facilitating cheating. Like where, which layer of hell is that? Like, like that's obviously bad. <laughs> how bad? I don't know. It seems like a game I wouldn't want to get into. I guess 
I mean... Okay. What do you think? Well, I have, I have very different views on cheating, Taylor. Like, I think there's always... Um, oh, do tell. Do tell. Because I think... Well, I, I already... I mean, and I may have disclosed this to you, but that moving forward with any sort of physical or, or um, emotional relationship I have with another person, I think I would want it to be like... I've used this a lot, I think, in college, and I think I'm still utilizing it now, but, like, I want to treat this lover like a friend, and, okay. and right, or a f- this, I want to treat this friend like a lover, right? Like, it has to be, it's, like, you know, really keeping in balance, like, it's it's not on all or nothing, nothing principle of, like, oh, you are this only person for me, and, like, nothing else, there's nothing else in between, uh, between, um, amongst, or, or between me and other, another person. Mm-hmm. And and also it's and vice versa, right? And and, and mutually, right? That, that that person should not think that the like. And so what I would want is an open <laughs> an open marriage, and we both live in a duplex, right? Okay, right? Yeah, that seems um, normalish. It seems close enough to normal. Sure, yeah. sure. Which I mean, I, but I also understand your hes- hesitation. Sure, I, I think for me it's like, how do we? Um, establish a relationship where it's more about polyamory as opposed to like if, if it's polyamory then it's not cheating right because then yes. yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a conversation well, yeah there's, exactly there's right. conversation and communication about well this is what's happening and this is not cheating for, for yeah. A, B, and C reasons amongst us and only amongst us right that is the contract exactly. right and this is what defines cheating you know like maybe yeah. saying that you're going to meet up with somebody and then not tell your partner or, or what, however amount of reasons. But so yeah. I think it's like, sure, cheating can happen in a, in a, in, a, in any sort of relationship. But I think yeah. I am okay with cheating being this moving target where it's like, that is cheating as opposed to this is capital C cheating. Maybe I'm not utilizing the right, but like cheating to me would be more of an emotional thing than. Right. I think that's probably how that. So I think yeah I think like the definition of cheating not not necessarily being a moving target though maybe being a moving target in any relationship mm-hmm. is making the other piece person feel cheated like whatever that entails you know if you all if you both agree that you can do certain things then you can do certain things and if you both agree that you can't do certain things then you can't do certain yeah, things you just it, have to have yeah. those conversations yeah. right but the the question that my mind leaps to is how many people in Ashley Madison were actually in open relationships and not cheating and therefore not using the right service? How many of those people? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think what is there's what sort of market or statistical things or, or sort of yeah, what 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 sort what was the demographics? One because Oh, uh, we can look them all up. They're yeah. they're all available. <laughs> oh gosh. It's and I think there are, I'm sure there are a, a definitely a, 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 a great amount of podcasts or think pieces or diatribes that are all about taking what happened with Ashley Madison and really trying to parse out, well, what exactly was, like, were the majority of these, the whole, or rather the whole point of it like is it cheating or is it not cheating and how many and how many was open relationship and um what were the the after effects and i mean the the i think i remember listening to a podcast oh gosh what was it i think it was called the butterfly effect that was all about 
how Pornhub basically disrupted, uh, well, one, porn, but two, like, how uh, I think, I don't know if Ashley Madison was part of it. There was something about, like, somebody's information was leaked, and that um, because it was related to, mm. um, or I think because it was a porn site or something very closely associated with a porn site, um, rather, it, it was, like, basically conflated with cheating, and that person whose information was exposed killed themselves. And so I wonder if they're, if they're uh, right. And so like, that's, that's never fun too, right? When something, when information is leaked or, or something like that, where, and folks, they, the way they process or deal with that is to, well, my reputation is absolutely soiled and there's no way, you know, and I think the, the, the point that had come from this, and obviously I'm misparaphrasing and misrepresenting what this podcast and what this journalism had, um, concluded or dedu- deduced but like this person was uh, or this representative who killed themselves was a uh, pastor and so like that's the thing too is mm. that like well what's worse like what's the worst form of offense to be on Ashley Madison right like a politician yeah. maybe but like a family man or a I don't know any sort of that that absolutely rings true the hypocrisy that happens in cisgendered or, or heterosexual relation. I don't know. I don't know. So. Yeah, I think I remember hearing this story too. Uh, and it's crazy because it, then you get wrapped up with religion and what it's not just personal beliefs anymore. It's like what those beliefs do to a person because I don't know. I don't think I don't think whatever religion you're in, like nobody wants you to kill yourself for feeling sinful, right? Like I'm thinking of a very Judeo-Christian background, but like, I'm kind of assuming that's what, that's the department that pastor was working in. And I don't know. I think if you ask that God, he wouldn't say at this point you have to kill yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of layers there. There's a lot of layers. And I mean, and I, I, obviously that's such an extreme, extreme example. Uh, I'm sure there are folks Mm -hmm. who got a, you know, a slap on the wrist and there are folks who probably entered marriage counseling there are folks who lost their families and and probably a, yeah. a shit ton of money through lengthy and awful uh, really paralyzing divorce settlements or, or what have or or um and child support payments and all this other stuff so but uh, i mean if there's anything i don't if there's anything to learn from ashley madison is like well then, am I gonna sign up for this if if I'm gonna get caught, right? Like if like should mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna do something that's sort of like like in I don't know questionable, would I do it if I knew that I was gonna get caught? And well, obviously, like, if you do something like that and you de- you never thought you were gonna get caught, so but now with that um, lack of uh, data privacy and just how flagrantly it was out there and how dramatically and uh, just, I guess, catalytically all of that created, all, all of that um, did for folks. Would I want to sign up for a service or would I want to do anything? Well, but then I guess that question rings true for any sort of decision like that. Yeah, and I, I gotta imagine that part of the appeal is the the scare or the thrill of getting caught oh, absolutely. or whatever, you know, that's gotta be- I mean, there are folks paying for good. that service, right? Right. Which is, ugh, 
the idea that you can pay for the service to be scared like is yeah. like woo i would just go know? on tinder so i don't know right at least tinder's right? mo is not like you're cheating right if somebody finds your tinder right. somebody can just like make deductions that you're cheating but like this is like the it's it's the app for cheating <laughs> right so that's got to be it right that's the whole product that's the whole product <laughs> so but uh, i don't know I, it would be interesting to, to hear like what the founders of ashley madison were like this is what we want to do for the world like how do you because it takes the amount of engineering time to create this dating app is like Oh, I don't know. I want to talk to an investor, right? Like, what did you yeah, think? Yeah. What about the platform? What about the user experience? What about the mission, vision, and values? <laughs> Go yeah. into the, or, or really, what about the profitability of it? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what is the... Is there a moral code to investing and there's, like, legal code and, like... <sighs> I don't know. This goes this goes back to the, like the really big question of how much regulation should you be doing? Mm-hmm. Because there's an implicit there's people who get off on the thrill of it not being allowed by society. Like right. whatever you know, whether that's a legal thing or a religious basis mm-hmm. or like whatever the ethical boundary is, there's an appeal to crossing the ethical boundary to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's an appeal to disruption. There's a yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know. Again, when this, as as we continue to flesh this out and aspire to uh, podcast heights, you know, maybe we'll 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 someday garner a just yeah somebody from you know Ashley Madison will just be like, well, yeah, tell me about your like, you know, what was corporate social responsibility in that? In well, that yeah, what was the program that, looking right? Like? What was the value proposition? Um, right. <laughs> But I almost, even in that, in our tiny, small, little podcast with three listeners, two right. of which are in Brazil or whatever, like, I don't want to give the spotlight to somebody from that organization, right. you know? Like, even if it's this investigative questioning or whatever, I just don't even, I don't want to be a part of it personally. I, I guess I think that that should be a part of investigative journalism. Like, you can review these really complicated mm-hmm. organizations with right. complicated moral values. But it wouldn't be for good me, for our personally, brand. I yeah. don't want to be. It would not for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have far too much, far too much uh, face saved up. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about like what we're comfortable broadcasting and what the implications are of us like having these conversations recorded because we're living in an age with less and less privacy and having things... I think writing something down in a text is one most uh, most searchable, let's say. If you're looking for something bad about somebody, having something in text is like the clearest way to find it. And having a podcast is like one step away from that because it's just harder to search for controversial phrases right. or whatever. Right. But having it recorded itself and then publishing is sort of an implicit, say, an implicit... Uh, approval that like what i'm saying here is true and final even though the idea of anything being true and final like my opinions are always going to change so whatever we say in this podcast should always be thought of as temporary yeah and and placed in context and understanding that human beings on a personality and even uh, in a a sort of in in a cognitive level are always malleable and changing right um exactly 
I wonder if this brings up, or maybe, I don't know if this is the right time or the wrong time, to talk about cancel culture and whether, I mean, I know, I know that somewhere down the line, something I've said or written or posted is going to get extracted and scrutinized or curated or dr- brought out, uh, leveraged yeah. for means that would uh, denigrate me, right? And maybe it would be totally justified, yeah. right? I guess, and of course it's con- it's contextual and like how influential is, and it, we, we don't have to talk about me, we can just talk about any person. Yeah. Uh, who dabbles or increasingly in public forums or spaces, right? That is in, that can be extracted from any sort of entity or any person or a company. Where do I draw the line? Like when like when do I stop? Because I also want to live my life as authentically and as and as openly as possible. But, you know, right? right? Like, I mean, folks, I think, want to be like, oh, my heart's on my sleeve and I'm, I'm, what you're getting is me. Yeah. But, obviously, if you get everything that's me, you get the ugly, too, and that people are sometimes ugly and, like, I'm terrible and, and, like, awful and somebody, like, what was it? I was talking to a coworker the other day and uh, managing to list a handful of things that I found really surprising about them. And I was like, yes, I work with this person, but, like, this person says the r word and i'm like and i really don't like that and yeah, yeah i think that that would get any person fired but and i wouldn't say it but like let's say somebody found out through social media or just like through every day that they found that i did this one thing or said this one thing or wrote this one thing that was just really out of bounds for them or just out of bounds in general and right. I, like and then I'd be screwed, li- it, or not screwed, but like, yeah. yeah. Totally, and it doesn't even matter what the ethical boundary is, whether it's using the R word, or there's people who, there's people for whom being pro-gay marriage is unethical, right? So if that system is the system that becomes in power, and you could say maybe that's we're leading towards that direction, but suddenly the ethical boundary it becomes a legal boundary that could be acted upon, where I think you and I both agree, like, using the R word, don't use the R word. Yeah, like, I I, I understand free speech laws, but I also, like, don't use the R word. It's just, like, a simple rule, like, I don't know, sorry, culture's changing, sorry, it moves too fast, just drop one word from your lexicon. It's not a big deal. I don't know. Uh, That's not a culture war. Uh, Then I would also say being, the fear of, like, being fired for saying something offhanded is real and maybe that shouldn't be the case i would say repeated repeated offense is one thing but like the idea that somebody can be their past can be drug up for re-examination in like a very public trial kind of way that seems like its own ethical boundary you shouldn't cross yeah cancel culture is complicated but i think i'm leaning i think i would have previously have been just be a good person kind of person and now i'm a little more like cancel culture is actually really bad and maybe we should reevaluate the way we do these mob mentality social media tirades i mean that's all well and good right but and obviously we're not paragons or of 
social media or ways that like we're like anything that we say won't actually move the needle right it's more about it's it's always a collective right it's always the the it's it's just a matter of numbers right and so if more people feel like this is inappropriate or cancelable then it's cancelled right or problematic or whatever the the parlance is yeah and um knowing full well that there's everybody's gray and everything can be uh questioned and 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 so that that that, rather things are a lot more complicated or things are a lot more um or not what they seem and so i uh yeah, I, I more or less uh, share the same viewpoint that uh, it's it's. I wish that we could problematize cancel culture, or like if we're gonna cancel somebody, mm. can we understand all of the motivations and and the context and the ways that um, and and really just critically analyze it. But critical analysis could be seen as antithetical to canceling, right? Like we're just gonna. Or rather, it's canceling is just like the basest form of critical analysis, right? It's like uh, it 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 hit this it hit this like hierarchy of like it's wrong, so it's wrong. Right, and there's only there's an on off switch there. There isn't a gradient, you know. Yeah. Right, it's canceled or or remain. Right, and I think like context is super crucial. It always is. Mm-hmm. So, so like I would look at a stand-up comedian's routine from the '80s. Like if you look at Eddie Murphy's stuff, like yeah, pretty not gonna hold up. But that also doesn't mean he should be held to the standard thirty years later. And I'm willing to have like a yes, that is bad. We should not glorify this kind of language or behavior. That being said, that was the cultural context of the time, and you can only exist in the cultural context of your own time. So I know there's things that I'm doing now that are going to be way inappropriate in 30 years. Yeah. So like, we need to have that, that thought process of ahead and behind, and it's just not as simple, I think, as cancel culture, even though I want it to be. Even though I want it to be like, you did a bad thing, right. you're a bad guy, get out of here. Yeah. You know? And then at, at some point, can you... Can you even like what you like or or advocate for who you or like can you can you can you be a fan of something if somewhere down the line it's going to be canceled or challenged like the other day that's a that's the whole other question is like can you separate art from the artist as a whole it's yeah oh yeah and and like oh gosh i mean there are so many what are you thinking about what do you think just give me one well, of course I'm thinking Woody Allen and I don't <laughs> mm. and I think it's hard for people who aren't fans of the artist to understand that issue because I in college one of my girlfriends I think had never like been a fan of somebody I was a fan of Bill Cosby in college right and then all those things started coming out mm-hmm. and it was like oh this is hard for me to deal with because this is, and again, hard for me to deal with who fucking cares, right? Like what I have to deal with is literally nothing compared to what actual victims had to deal with. Let's, let's file that in one cabinet, but let's also say that the effects of this profoundly important person in comedy and in the world, like everything you thought about him has to be changed because otherwise you're a bad person for liking the things he made. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and the, and increasingly, it's not just folks like Woody Allen, but it's like the biggest one for me that is so 
uh, steeped and embedded in popular culture is Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson. And you hear Remember the Time or Black and White at the Y, and I'm like, like, how do I tell somebody to stop without seeming yeah. like a jerk? Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael Jackson is so, so good. Right? Like, like literally go! the best pop icon. Like, uh. Right? And then I'm like, but, like, yeah. And I, and I, I just, so yeah, that's, uh, this is probably something that we may we need to continue to steep in, marinade, but there's just so much, it's so pregnant with, uh, it's, yeah, with, and, uh. and that's not, and that's not a disgust of this, of the subject itself, it's just a disgust of the, the, the place that I find myself in, right, and the moral, ethical intellectual emotional quandary that i'm feeling yeah right it's not to discredit yeah. you know yeah and it's oh and i know i want to yeah i want to be the guy who can be like oh michael jackson was a pedophile okay i don't like any of his music why well he's a fucking pedophile right yeah. and i want to be able to like file that and be done but that's just like not what my feelings are so my you know my feelings are like yes that's that but i also okay. want to listen to that song yeah yeah, exactly. Right. I'm also like Billie Jean is a is an amazing song. Right. Like, like I'm gonna hear so it at a wedding. Right. I, I'm, yep. You are going to hear it at a wedding, right? Forever and ever. Yep. You're just, and so, what do you do? Do I just hide in the bathroom? Yeah, you just like look around to see if anybody else is thinking the same thing you are, and then you try to bond with that person, right? and then you create a positive right? emotion out of this horrible thing. Because that's the only option. Am I gonna wait fifty years until it's no longer being played? I mean, like, oof. I don't know. I think, well, right now the appropriate response is or has been drink. <laughs> of course. Uh, and it's been kind of a heavy episode, I think, in general. And I'm sorry I'm about to, I think, put another weight on it. Uh, but I did want to talk about something that just happened to me yesterday. And I've been having all these thoughts and trying to process it. Let and, out, man. Uh, so I wrote... I wrote you, Ryan, about what happened. Uh, mild content warning here. I'll actually probably put a content warning at the top of the episode because we talk about suicide mm -hmm. and things. But um, yeah, uh, power dynamics warning here. This this happened to me yesterday. Cool. So I'm like, I'm going on a nature walk, right? Uh, privileged to be outside, recognized. Uh, I'm walking around and I am sitting on a bench and I got my headphones in. I'm just like literally listening to Tenacious D. I think they're a good band. I'm not doing it as like research for any sort of comedy rock thing that I'm writing. I'm like genuinely listening to their third album because I'm enjoying it. Uh, and I'm sitting on a bench and I'm looking at the water and it's like a beautiful, like it's, it's daytime. It's a beautiful day and the sun is starting to set. Uh, and then this woman comes up to me and she sits down and I'm like, all right, I guess I gotta engage with this person. Uh, and I take out my headphones and it's like pretty immediately apparent she's super drunk. Uh, but I'm also in a place where I'm like, I'll like open up and like see what this person has to say. You know, this could be a fun interaction. Um, she's super drunk. She doesn't believe that I'm American. She asks where I'm from. She says my accent's fake. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, fine. If you think I'm Australian, I'll take that. It's <laughs> like a compliment. Um, and she keeps saying that she's well i'm not going to say her name because we just talked about privacy and cancel culture and things but she keeps saying 
that she's won a bunch of awards and if I Google her name, she'll be at the top of, of Google or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I'm pulling out my phone and I'm sort of like playing along. It's fine. Uh, and then she starts like saying I'm handsome and I have a nice face. And I'm like, okay, all right. I see what's going on here. I'm, I'm in this conversation. Uh, and I wasn't in this mindset. She's, she's like 45, which is not, that's maybe it needs to be said. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but I'm not like returning her plays and she starts to like pick up on that and then she starts asking if I'm gay and I'm like, okay, all right, this is another turn down a corner I don't really want to go down and I'm like, no, I'm not gay and then she says, uh, she says, nah, you're gay because if you're not, you'll come home with me and I'm like, all right, well, there's the line. That's, uh, you know, I can officially disengage here as being a nice person and then I'm like, I'm just like, no, thank you and she's like, why not? And I say, well, I'm 27. Which is, which is almost insulting at that point. Like, shouldn't you be insulted that I'm saying I'm too young for you? Like, wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want to not pursue this person who's not into this? I don't get it. Uh, so, I'm trying to get out of there now. And so she's she's sort of picking up that she's also like she's drunk, so she she doesn't mean right. any harm, but she's being a bad person. Uh, and the the whole time. She's touching me, right? She, she's got, like, her hands on me. And I'm like, whoa, like, even more than normal, you can't be doing this right now. Like, you should don't even, this is literally a finable offense. Like, ugh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just a really gross, really gross interaction. Totally ruined my day. Um, and I also want to say, just while I have this platform that there's a big difference between what I experienced and if the roles were reversed. If this, if I were a woman and she were a man, and the big difference is at any point, I could literally throw this person, you know? Like there's no, I have a physical advantage that makes everything importantly safer for me. Um, and I just wanna say that like my experience here is not immediately replicable in all situations. I'm just trying to share my experience. Both are bad. Uh, but they're also different. Wow. And then the other frustrating thing <laughs> is like, I want to live in a world where a stranger can just sit down next to me and we can just talk about stuff, right? I want to be an open person who doesn't have to feel like a stranger coming sitting next to me is like a dangerous situation, you know? I want to be open and engaged with the world. And it's not that she's 45. It's, it's not, it's that I didn't want to be a part of the conversation, you know? And it's not that it's COVID, although literally illegal, but it's like, I didn't want to be a part of the conversation. I wanted to exist and have my own space and not feel pressured in any way and not, yeah, I don't know. This seems like basic morality here. Well, I don't know. People got to knock this off. <sighs> I think you want it to be in a space where you could consent to that conversation. And I think this individual was manipulating, gaslighting you at points to force your consent, not just to the conversation, but to an extension or to, uh, to other perhaps more even sinister uh, activities. And that's, yeah. I mean, and, and understanding <laughs> and thank you for qualifying. Thank you for sharing and thank you for qualifying. Yeah. That is just... I mean, of course, it's, it's it's wrong. 
it's 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 gross and again gross not because of the other those other factors of you know what the demographics of that person was it's just uh. mm-hmm. and i do i and i and again you've you've qualified it but like yeah that makes me upset that you're upset yeah. i'm upset that you didn't feel um safe Right, because fundamentally, this was somebody yeah. who was intruding like, on your safety and your personhood and your autonomy, and um, and made you feel that way. Does that? Does that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like there's so. And she was rich. She was like super rich. She like lived. She pointed to where she lived, and it's like the super rich people live there. Like like infinity pools overlooking right. Sydney Harbor. Like. Right. Too rich, Another way you know to I mean? manipulate like, you and to frame a person who I morally off. do not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that was a, it. Was a bad. It really ruined my vibe. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <sighs> I mean, Taylor, like, I, 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 you are such a, an awesome person. You're, you're a trusted friend. You, I would, I would hate for anything like that to happen to you, and and then and and for. I just, I mean, I don't, I just feel bad, right? I feel bad. Yeah, I know, right? There's nothing to, yeah. and there's nothing to say or do. And I, yeah, this is just me talking about it. It's just like a way of expressing it and trying to process it. Cause I'm still mm-hmm. processing it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And I wrote this thing and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so, I mean, thank you for sharing this uh, to me. Thank you for sharing it. I guess across the broadcast and I hope or um, I, I would want to be actively part of how you're going to cope with this and, um, and and kind of move on from this in a way that you feel um, just up to par or up just to like you were feeling before any of that happened right and, or right. if not in a better spot because I think like here's the thing if enough moments like that no matter who the person is or what what age what gender whatever if that enough of that happens to you it chips away at your sense of self-worth and your ability to navigate i think the world right yeah yeah uh so yeah and i even feel like guilty about using the terms like cope sure because i i i get that this is I get that what she did was wrong, but I even feel conflicted about how much attention I'm giving it in the in the past. You know, like probably I'm probably not infected from this interaction with this person. Probably, but I would I don't know. You know, there's just so many things. It also just happened too, right? Yeah. And so what you're feeling is so valid and so authentic. And then, but we could also ask like, how are you going to feel about this? next week three weeks down the line and it's not to and it's not and it's not and really it's not it's not i'm, I'm not at, framing this as a way to diminish that mm-hmm. as time goes on too i'm just so like mm-hmm. i'm just asked i'm like yeah it's uh, all of this we, we've been talking about this this whole episode is context and 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 really yeah. like what is you know what is something wh- what of the moment can look very different and can be very acted upon differently later on um okay yeah I, I i mean fundamentally i thank you for sharing this i feel upset and, and and bad that this happened to you i wish i could uh have supported you in some i don't know and also 
that's just really slimy and gross, and that doesn't discriminate. Sliminess and, 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 I don't know, being that type of, um, a being. I don't know, yeah. we can call this woman slimy, I'm fine with that. Once you're a villain, you're a villain. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, and, and, it's, and, and now it's, and now it's like a stereotype, it's like, oh, they're rich, and they're like, they're like, they're all this sort of like, ugly, like, yeah. Right, like you might as well say, you know, they're snidely whiplash. Actually, they they've got this super long mustache, and they're going to kidnap the person and you know put them on the train tracks. And yeah, yeah. If yeah, it just feels like a like a very stereotypical like uh, rich older woman who's not happy with her marriage, who like got super drunk at a party with her friends and then just stopped this random guy. I guess that's see that falls out of a stereotype. Like there's a stereotype up until then. I don't know. See, this is the whole, I don't know. I don't know. And I hate to, like, I don't want to make anybody else feel bad, and I hate, like, the idea that even sharing this, like, bums other people out, but obviously it does. Like, if you have any empathy at all, it's going to bum you out, and I don't want to bum people out either. I don't I know. so appreciate your self-awareness. Mm. Like, right? Like, it's, it's, like, this, like, you're telling this because, like, you need to get this off your chest, and you obviously, like, it's affected yeah. you. But you also understand how yeah. all of the powers and privileges and identities that you um, are and, and or, or, or uh, inhabit or, or, or have hold uh, color the situation and make it a lot less black and white, right? Of course, though, at the end of the day, it yeah. doesn't well, it doesn't change though <laughs> your feelings and your response to it either. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and or does it change mine? Right, then, like this person is. I mean. Right. Sucks. This is a this slime person, person. We don't yeah. like her. Um, yeah. And I know that. I mean, if this were to happen to me, I think I would express it probably in the exact same way, or I would hope to express it in, this, in the same way that, like, oh, I miffed about A, B, and C, and I understand that uh, D, E, and whatever after F um, are the ways that I uh, am able to cope, or I guess you know deal with it in ways that will probably be okay. And then yeah, but it's also I still feel this way. Um, yeah. yeah, and even the, uh, yeah, make using the word cope again makes me feel a little like I'm overstepping my claim to feelings or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But even that is like, if I'm giving this attention now as something we're talking about on the podcast or I've written about, like, is that making it worse? Am I making the feelings last longer? I don't know. And then I'm always like, well whatever you do it's fine because you're the i don't know again like i don't want to use the word victim but this person made me feel shitty that's definitely true so this dealing with these feelings i guess <laughs> yeah there's a lot there's just a lot on unwrap unwrapping here. yeah and a hell of a story taylor too i'm glad you're all right i'm glad you're sharing this and i hope you're okay after this too so that's I I don't I, yeah I mean I think I'll be fine okay yeah gosh I mean yeah I'm gonna be fine yeah yeah I know you're gonna like, be I fine know yeah I think it's just be, yeah I I just right? I, yeah I'm I mean I'm gonna feel bad either way that like something like this happened to you and not only was it just like weird but it was also like hella weird and wrong so yeah yes. All right, I think that's that's enough of that. Uh, let's let's start feeling good. Let's uh, enjoy our Friday nights, is it or su- Saturday, Saturday nights? nights, Sunday mornings. Uh, hopefully Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.